Hey there, Mojo Sports fans, and welcome to the NRL show. Your host, Lenny, here. And this week, we preview round three. We reflect on what we thought were some of the best players, worst club performances from round two. And for round three, following their victory over longtime rival, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, the Penrith Panthers have a bye. There are a few blockbuster matches this round, and with a few injuries and suspensions from round two, some clubs will be missing key spine and integral players. Joining me on the panel this episode is Gabby, Emma and Lachlan. Hope you enjoy the show. So let's get into it. Hello team, round two is over. Let's reflect. What were your thoughts on the best performance from round two? This is going to pain me to say this, but Reid Marnie, I thought, was the best this week or last week with the Bulldogs against Melbourne. I think he has come into his own. I think, yeah, he is steering the ship of the Bulldogs. I was so surprised with their win against Melbourne and Reid was at the helm of that win. And yeah, that's what he's my pick this week. I'm going to go the hammer. I thought he was played really well. Um, he was literally everywhere. Every time the ball was kicked, he was always he was always on there. He was when he scored like two tries. Um, but every time he was in the right spot, he was always where he needed to be. Um, and obviously their performance as a whole team. Yeah, maybe it's a bit um, premature, but at the moment, I reckon they probably have the best defense that I've seen this year. Like as a team. Um, they win by defense, I think. Um, so we're just watching the game was I feel like I want to pick someone from there and I think he was he was it for me. Definitely. Uh, I'm gonna go a bit left field for this one. I think Jacob Little for the Dragons. Oh yeah, um, that's a good yeah, pick. That is a good pick. He's trying to, I guess, uh get his new beginnings. He was um such a promising player coming through the systems at the Tigers and injuries just have really cooled him and now he's moved on to a new club. First game in the NRO in a Dragons jersey, and he came out and really uh, controlled his team around the park and got a good win to bounce back from what's been a terrible offseason for that team. So, cool. What about you, Lane? Um, quite predictably, I am going to go for Reese Walsh. I wanted to talk about him because, um, you know, debut game for um, Broncos on his return. Um, you know, when you watch him around the park, he's a pretty impressive guy. I think everyone was kind of blown away at just how effective he was as a player. Um, he was um, pretty much everywhere that he needed to be. I think I um, heard Toby Farnworth had said that, you know, just as he was running up beside him, he heard him screaming. He's like, oh, yeah, you haven't got to try yet. So I might as well throw you the ball, which is how he um, got to that leaping um, try that um, he got under the post. And I love how he celebrates with an immediate um, cramp. <laughs> you know, Reese played fantastic and I'm worried about the fact that, you know, as he goes into the next round, you know, several of the teams will know what he's got and they'll be targeting him a lot more. And, um, you know, he's probably an at-risk player for injury um, because he will be a target for them too. So, yeah, Reese Walsh, definitely. Do we, do we want to talk about who the worst performance was or do we already know who that is? Yeah, it was Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Straight off the bat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie, I definitely have them down as one of my top three worst. Cowboys not too far behind. <laughs> but, yeah, the Tigers losing to a Knights team without Ponga. Oof. That would have been heartbreaking, Lachlan. Oh, uh, yeah, it was um, – it just got worse and worse. I oh, I didn't actually get to watch the game live. I was at footy training, and I, so I got home and tried to watch the replay, and I couldn't I couldn't get through it. I actually – I just couldn't bring myself to watch the whole thing. It was just – I knew as soon as really that second half started where it was going. It was just so similar to the week before. Uh, yeah, 
just really disappointing. I think they get another Sunday game this week, the Tigers, don't they? Yeah, and I'll miss it again, which is sad. <laughs> the first three rounds are, like, within 20 minutes of my house and I can't get to any of them. But. Mm. You might be their good luck and that's why they're losing because you're not there. Uh, maybe. maybe. I heard you wore that Dolphin shirt last week and they're just that broken. I Well, they're playing at Balmore Park, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's going to be a the, – the dogs are going to – take the roar out of those tigers i think this week <laughs> should we get into it let's all right panthers have got a buy this week this is a multicultural round of the nrl so they'll be celebrating diverse cultural backgrounds that make up rugby league i've noticed even myself um that a few of the commentators have begun to improve their pronunciation of uh, player names uh, i find myself cringing less i'm not sure if that was something they were doing in the lead up um, to this particular round but it's kind of exciting. I think we've got two big matches to look forward to. Uh, first of all, on Thursday evening, Lachlan, could you please give us a preview on the Sea Eagles versus Eels? They're playing over at Brookvale Oval. So mainly we're returning from their bye. What have we got to look forward to? Yeah, it's a great way to kick off the round. And I think all the pressure is going to be on Parramatta. You know, last year's grand finalists and their 0-2 to start the season, they are really should have won last week against Cronulla, in my opinion. They just couldn't put their foot down when it mattered and in the end just got really outplayed by a uh, gutsy Cronulla side. And, yeah, Manly coming off the bye, they had an impressive performance in round one against the Bulldogs, who showed us what they're capable of last week too. So it will certainly be a entertaining battle. Uh, I guess for Manly, the, the big news is Josh Schuster will come into the team, into the halves. There's been a lot of talk around him coming from that forward pack and getting his shot in the half. So we'll see what he can do. Uh, but the Eels, they're going with the same 17 that uh, narrowly lost to the Sharks last week. And they've still got um, Ryan Madison suspended. He's still sitting on the sidelines, but he should be back next week for Parra. I think, I think the Eels uh, will, I think last week would have really hurt them. And I think they'll be ready to come out and get their first win on the board. For sure. I reckon they'll just, just edge Manly at Brookvale. You know, Eels definitely have to win this game. Uh, I think it must be messing with their heads a little bit and, to, and also team morale if they don't. Um, it is a bit of a challenge for them to try and win at Brookvale. Uh, I know that statistically Eels have won more games over Manly. At that particular venue, they haven't won as many. <laughs> so, I mean, this is sort of looking in favour for, for Manly. But we did see that Tom Trebojevic has been working especially hard to make sure he doesn't re-injure himself. Uh, Josh Schuster is actually the nephew of a former All Black John Schuster. So eager to see, you know, whether he's picked up his uncle's skills, especially because he's gone through the Seagulls pathway um, and through their academy. It could be a, uh, a bit of a changer for them over at Brookvale. <laughs> Uh, well, I had a shocker for tipping last week, so no one follow me, but um, I'm going to go Manly, and um, I'm excited to see what Schuster can do. Yeah, I think it'll be an exciting game to watch. Yeah, I think only have got good depth if they've got Schuster starting and they've got Cooper Johns going into the reserves as well, so there's some good depth there. Look, Parra are good on paper. They've got some strength there. Jermaine Hopp, good, is being sensational at the minute. I think coming off that win from round one off the dogs and then coming from fresh from a bye, I just think Manly might 
put poor old Clara on the back foot this week. I think they're going to be hungry. Look, I mean, despite everything I said before and how manly, you know, look like they're the team that are going to win it. I, I Part of me, I'm going to tip the eels because they deserve it. They're hungry for it. Um, and, yeah, look, I like seeing Sivo score on the wing and I want to see him do it more and more, especially over at Brookvale Oval. So, that'll no, be good. Certainly a, a game that will be quite exciting. Thank you, Lachlan. Uh, next match that we've got coming up, uh, which uh, follows that. Gabby, can you take us through? This is a Newcastle home game. Um, so we've got Knights versus the Dolphins. Oh, this could be a cracker or it could not. What's your take? Um, yeah, I think it could be good. I'm a little bit concerned with the Knights just coming out of last week's game against the Tigers. They've got a fair few injuries. Uh, obviously, the biggest one to come from that is poor old KP, Kalen Ponga, getting that, what is it, his fourth head knock in 10 months now, um, which has got him sidelined for God only knows how long, uh, which is a shame. Uh, Jaden Braley's also out due to concussion. They've got Tyson Frizzell out. Jacob Saifidi's suspended. Um, Jack John's also got injured in that game against the Tigers. But I actually thought the Knights didn't do too bad considering they copped so many injuries, particularly in the first half, and they didn't even really have a bench and they still come away with the win against the Tigers. So they're coming up against the Dolphins this week, which I feel like they've, they're only missing really Jeremy Marshall King, who is suspended from a, for a hip drop, I think it was um, last week against the Raiders. I think the Dolphins have just got such good momentum. Um, I think the challenge going into this game is that, they're probably expected to win against the Knights. They haven't been really expected to win their last two games, so that'll be interesting for them. Um, I'm going to go the Dolphins for this one. I think um, the Hammers on fire. Sean O'Sullivan is sensational at the minute. So, yeah, I think I'm going the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm the same. I've got to go the Dolphins. I think the Knights, they're really not in a good place right now with all their, their injuries. My concern is. Um, as you're saying, Gabby, is they weren't expected to win the other games and they had something to fight for. And this time, I just hope they don't get too cocky because that would be their downfall, I think, is if they come out thinking, oh, it's the Knights, they don't have KP, they'll be, this is an easy game, that they would struggle, I think. On paper, I think they should be fine. I can't imagine Wayne letting them think that at all. Uh, I mean, like his yeah. coaching style is very much about humility. So I, I think he'd be constantly reminding them, whether it be at halftime or beforehand, uh, how is that, you know, don't think that just because you've got two wins under your belt that that's it. There's still a lot more work to do. Um, and he would have spent the entire week picking through all of the holes in their game um, as well because, you know, he might even look at it and say, you were lucky to have won that really because, um, like, a lot of possession and a lot was actually going the Raiders' way. So, you know, it, it just happened that they just made enough errors for them to take the win. So, When I was looking at these team lists when they came out on Tuesday afternoon, what, what really jumped out to me was Cody Nicarima at hooker coming in for Marshall King for the Dolphins. It's been a few years since he's played hooker at NRL level, I think, off the top of my head. I think it was probably with the Broncos who was last doing that. So his performance could be really crucial to how the Dolphins uh, perform uh, this weekend and whether they can get the win or not. I actually saw here that there are a couple of debuts off the bench. Is that right? Ryan Rivett and Dylan Lucas, they're making their um, NRL debuts um, yeah. off the bench. Yeah, 
Yeah. In my mind, I expect the Dolphins to win that because the Knights are just running at half the soldiers are there to defend that kingdom. So if they do win, great. It's over in Newcastle. So um, I'm sure the fans would like to see that. I hope they get a good turnout as well. So, uh, the next game that we've got the Roosters versus Rabbitohs and they're over at Moore Park. Rabbitohs are actually tipped favourites for this matchup, um, despite it being in Moore Park. Also, uh, Roosters have won more of the team clashes between these two teams. Um, I have a feeling that this will be a bit of a blockbuster game. These two tend to bring it to each matchup. Personally, it will be great for me, um, and I think many others, to see the style and differences between Tedesco and Mitchell at fullback. Um, personally, I always feel that Latrell Mitchell passes the ball a lot more <laughs> and um, plays with the rest of the team, which is quite reflective um, of the fact that rugby league, you know, is a team sport. Um, I am making a little bit of a dig there at someone. I think the Roosters look pretty good. You know, as I go through the Roosters, look, pundits might say that the Roosters, um, their win over the Warriors was quite expected. And, you know, if they're going to say that that's a strong team that's going to come in with a win this round, I, I'm not exactly sure. They do have a high win rate at the venue, and they've only won one of the past six games against the Rabbitohs. Um, whenever they've um, caught up, which is, you know, a pretty interesting fact. And I reckon South will be looking to try and keep that keep that in their favour as well. So even though Daniel Tupo didn't get a try last week, um, but he's still someone that you kind of have to look out for um, from the Roosters side, Jackson Paulo, he's someone that the team will, will rely on for points, and he's certainly proven he's pretty quick. He's able to find space. Joseph Swatley, he's playing after um, that uh, dangerous contact report uh, from the Warriors game. He paid the fine. So statistically last week, you know, ran the most metres, the most line breaks, try assists, you know, plays with great footy IQ, um, and also they've got halfback Sam Walker uh, for the Roosters. He's not necessarily uh, the best kicker, um, like his conversion rate's not great. He tends to leave some points on the field, which I will come back to the reason why I've made this comment. Uh, JWH is actually back, so he will likely be coming out to make a big point that he's back. Um, and or he'll be trying to tread a little bit softly so he doesn't re-injure himself. Or they've, they've certainly missed the impact that he's had on the field, and we've talked about that uh, several times. But sometimes what can happen is, you know, guys who have been out for a while, they come back and they have all this bluster about them where they're trying to make a point um, about, um, you know, here I am, I'm back again. But sometimes they just forget a lot of those things, you know, in the game that you should be thinking about, you know, the infringements, ball errors, ball discipline, all that sort of stuff, which can really sort of matter when it comes to possession um, and such. Victor Bradley is also coming back. Brendan Smith has actually been cleared to play. And um, I think now Fahu White is 18th man. So that's the Roosters. Uh, the Rabbitohs, look, they made a lot of errors there last match. Um, I know the Panthers are a pretty tough team, but they conceded a lot of penalties. They could certainly tighten up their defence. Um, too many missed tackles. Decided to only take action a little bit too late in the game. Uh, they run the ball well. They just need to work out what their rhythm is going to be. And um, Alex Johnson, he played pretty well. He's shown he's really good at stepping around the Roosters, and um, he's done that in the past. So he scored 11 tries in his past six games against the Roosters. Isaiah Tass, the two of them together, so I'm pretty sure they will be exploiting any weaknesses in the Roosters' defence. And although Latrell Mitchell didn't appear to be hobbling around too much last week after there was some um, just um, uncertainty around that um, knee injury, he's been named to play again. 
So uh, the last time they faced off, South ended the rest of the season um, in that very controversial uh, 2022 match. It was like sin bins and HIAs. Rabbits will just need to keep a cool head. Uh, this could be the match of the round. I'm just putting that out there. I could be wrong. Uh, the Roosters are probably trying to prove that they're still great. Well, they are great. Um, and the Souths will want to sort of correct themselves after that Panther loss because, you know, they probably think that they were robbed. Um, overall, I think it will be a close game. I'm going for a South upset here at Moore Park, and I predict it will be in the around about the final quarter, and Roosters will be struggling a little bit, and I think it will be about four points in it, only because I reckon in terms of um, kicks and conversions, um, Sam Walker can sometimes buckle under pressure, and he will leave those points on the field, and that's where that it's going to matter. Yeah, this is a really tough one for me. I've been going back and forth. Um, I feel like I want to go Roosters. I don't know. What's going on with Brandon Smith? I know he's had his ribs and stuff. I feel like that takes a while to heal, but he's been named, so if he's going to play the whole time, if he... I'm going to go Roosters. 100% Lane, this is the game of the round. I heard Cooper Cronk make comment on this game, I think yesterday or something, about whoever plays their own game will make the win. But I just think Roosters are so strong on paper. They've got all these big names, but they're still just trying to figure out how all those big names work together. And I just think the Rabbits have they've had a win this year. They've a surprising win, and I think that that momentum they've got their game down pat. And I'm going to go South. I think that it'll be an upsetting win too, Lane, like you said. Yeah, I think I need to go with the Bunnies too. Um, the Roosters just haven't really shown. You know, the Roosters of two, three years ago recently, they could very well get up for this match. It's obviously uh, a huge rivalry. They've had some great matchups recently. What comes to mind is, you know, that uh, final game last year and also the opening of the new stadium just a few rounds prior to that. And, yeah, really, either team could win it. But, uh, yeah, I think, the, I think the Bunnies will just get there. All right. Thanks, guys. We've got the next match following that is Titans versus Storm. That's over in Gold Coast. So it's Gold Coast Stadium. That's a uh, Titans home crowd. Gabby, what is your preview for this matchup? Poor old Melbourne coming off a loss, a surprising loss to the Bulldogs last Saturday. Melbourne also copped some big injuries last week with um, Big Nelson with his knee. Um, that was probably the biggest blow that we had. I kind of figure out reasons where Melbourne sort of slipped up last week I guess injuries could be one of the reasons we were missing a lot of key players but I don't know it was pretty embarrassing uh, the Bulldogs played storm style footy at Melbourne's home ground for their first game back at home stadium so yeah it was a bit rough to watch but positives this week we've got Justin Ollum coming back Xavier Coates is coming back from a shoulder injury we've also got I'm so excited uh, Tarek Sims coming in off the bench so excited to watch him play for Melbourne. And we're coming up against the Titans, which they had a loss to the Dragons on Sunday, but I thought they started really strong. I think the Titans had a similar game to Parramatta. They scored two really exciting tries um, pretty quickly in the first half. I think they just took their foot off the accelerator and the Dragons got a hold of them a little bit. But they'll give Melbourne a run for their money, being having this game being played at the Gold Coast. In terms of their injuries, they've got Brian Kelly returning after a formal match ban for a dangerous throw. Uh, they've got hooker Sam Verrills out. Um, 
due to a shoulder injury, which is probably a, a bigger blow for them. But he's being replaced by Chris Randall. I think exciting news, the uh, captain, Big Tino, his younger brother is actually making his NRL debut, Isaac. So that'll be exciting to watch. Hopefully Melbourne having these players come back from injury and coming off that loss, hopefully Bellamy gave them a bit of a rev up and we can sort of redeem ourselves from that. But it'll be interesting. I Titans may do it. I don't know. I'm going to back Melbourne, of course, but it'll be an interesting game. Last week I thought um, AJ Brimson was sensational for the Titans. He's an excellent fullback. He doesn't get half as much credit as he should. Very talented. But, yeah, that's my take on it. Hopefully Melbourne get the win, but it should be interesting. I don't think Storm can do the same thing they did last week. I hope <laughs> Like, I would not want to want to have been in that dressing room at halftime, first of all. I, there's no way. I would want to be far away from there. And I'm sure all um, week it would have been very similar sentiment from old Bellamy. So I would want to be coming out playing as hard as I possibly could and not embarrassing myself again. also have to be fair on them that they are missing, like, a lot of their key players. It's basically a reserve-grade side. Um, so. If it was any other team, everyone would have expected that they would have lost, but it was just that it's Storm, and Storm, you think, is a lot better than the Bulldogs. Um, no offense to the Bulldogs, but because they did, they played really well. Um, so if Storm plays the same that they did last week, well, then they're probably going to get the same outcome and lose, but I don't think that they will. I think they'll get the win. I think we're all just kind of used to Melbourne winning after all these years that you know, we kind of just expect them to overcome all these obstacles that keep getting thrown at them more and more frequently, like recent times. They really do, they're really struggling with their roster at the moment, with their depth. And, um, but that being said, I don't think they can lose, lose, to, uh, lose this weekend. I don't think the Titans have too much to throw at them. And I think the Storm defence will have learnt a bit of a lesson from last week and will be up to the task. Hopefully Storm can turn it around. Um, I did watch the press conference following that um, game. I don't know, Gabby, if you hung around to watch or you were off crying somewhere into your beer. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, one of the uh, things that um, Bellamy had said, I mean, like, energy was flat. You could clearly see this was someone who was trying to compose himself with, you know, and bottle the rage he was really feeling. Um, but he said that, you know, he, as you just said, lack of effort was, was the thing that he said, um, obviously, the team just, didn't bring it they weren't doing the work they weren't um doing what was expected of them and like conversely Cameron Sorrell though he was using language in his um, press conference saying yeah what we did was we put in the effort so they want to be considered top four which I think um was what we were talking at the very start of the season they were considered a top four team at this point in time it's hard to really see if they're still a top four team I think it's like got a lot to do with obviously Munster he steers the ship but Surely there's enough talent being fed up through those positions like Tyron Wishart. He's been there long enough. He should, he'd be working under Munster when he's not playing. So it's just, I don't know, it should be second nature for them mm. to just step up. But it was frustrating to watch. Thank you, Gabby. The next match that we've got coming up is Cowboys versus Warriors. This is in Townsville. Uh, this should be a great matchup. I note here that Tohu Harris, who's the Warriors captain, will be playing his 200th NRL game. So, Emma, give us give us the details. Who should we be tipping for? Well, 
I am not going to lie. Cowboys played pretty bad last week um, in the second half. The first half was okay, but the second half, I mean, literally, have you ever caught a ball before? They were dropping balls everywhere, um, just making so many mistakes. But it, the weather looks pretty bad, but I feel like, I mean, the Broncos were catching the balls, so the weather can't have been that bad. No, they were slipping around. A lot of a lot of issues we had there, but um, hopefully they can turn around this week. We are going to be without a few players. So we've got Tom Shester is going to come in for Scott Drinkwater and um, Gemmett Shibasaki. Hopefully I said that right. Um, he's coming in for Peter Hickory. They're both out on suspension. Uh, for Corey, Bill for him um, with that that hit last week. Um, yeah, I don't know. He did plead plead early guilty to to the shoulder charge, um, Drinkwater, but. I don't know. When I was watching it, I just kept thinking, well, it looks like he didn't. He was kind of overshot his mark to me. And then he was like, oh, no, they're going that way. He tried to turn, didn't have time to drop. That's what it looked like to me. But anyway, either way, poor old Corey's got a broken jaw now. So that's very unfortunate for him. And hopefully that heals up quick. But yeah, it's only those two um, that's changed. The rest of the um, team list is pretty much the same for us. Yeah. And then the Warriors, they have just a couple of little swap arounds. Um, Got Bunty Afoa, he's moved to 10 and forward. Um, he's out. So we've got Mitchell um, Burnett there. And apart from that, they're pretty much unchanged. So both of these teams are coming off a loss. So we'll be looking to prove themselves. Hopefully Cowboys can can do the trick, but as long as they don't play like they did last week. So, yeah, see how we go. Em, is it like a Cowboys thing to lose it in the second half, like lose that momentum. It's well, like they did no, this game against the Raiders. The, it used to be the opposite, and that's what I'm really confused about this year. It was always the opposite. Like every game I swear I've ever watched of Cowboys until probably not every game, but that's what it feels like, is like we might be down first half, but I'm always like, don't worry, guys, we're coming back, and we will a lot of the time do come back. Um, this year it's like as soon as we go into the sheds, they're done. So I don't know. don't know what's going on there. Mm. It's a bit of a trend. Yeah, yeah. A- they're just not with it the second half. So, I don't know. Hopefully they can change that around. You didn't think the Warriors sort of will bring it a little bit? I think they definitely will. <laughs> they're going to make it work for it. I know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling that, you know, they'd be telling themselves, oh, we just missed out last week. Yeah. You know, let's, let's um, you know, make a point. And they would be looking at Cowboys after that match and thinking, oh, his obvious opportunity for us to come in and run all over them. So I, yeah, I have a feeling 100%. this week they're working a lot on how they're going to to really sort of capitalise on a lot of those weak areas, which, um you know, really were sort of exposed by the Cowboys in that match. Um, yeah. And, you know, hats off to Broncos because they played a great game um, and they were able to keep the momentum going and just finding those areas for attack. So, you know, Reese Walsh was on and Stags, everyone, everyone was just all firing. So uh, it just, yeah. It'd be, it'd be good to see the um, Cowboys just be prepared for that game. Yeah. Um, I missed another one as well. Chance Nicholquad's dad is out, um, I think, with a head knock. Um, so they've got a debut player there. I don't really know how to say his name, to be honest. Are you talking about Tiny Sawapiki? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming in um, on debut, I believe. So that'll be interesting to see as well. I guess the, um, the Warriors have shown some real positives to start 2023. I think they've shown that they're really willing to put put in the effort, do the dirty work, I guess. So 
I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they uh, pull an upset on the Cowboys and really um get their season going again. Really. Yeah, I've got the Cowboys. I think I'll give them one more chance. I mean, <laughs> uh, the wet weather footy. I hope it doesn't rain this week if I'm going to pick them. Um, they struggled. Give them one more chance, but it's coming up against the strong Warriors side. So the only thing I think missing Jackson Ford, mm. I might like. I think they might um, play that to their advantage, the Cowboys. But yeah, I'm going to back them one more time. <laughs> The last time they met last year, the Cowboys won 48-4. to But the two games before that, there was only one point difference. So mm. will it this be a close be one? so interesting. Yeah. Thank you, Emma. So I know you're keen to talk about this next one following the fact that your team lost to them last week. So over at Lang Park, we've got Broncos versus Dragons. Kevin, um, this could be a blockbuster, this particular match as well. Uh, what is your take? The Broncos, sorry, have pretty similar team that they had last week, except for um, Corey is obviously out with his jaw and we've got Jesse Arthur's coming in. He was the 18th man last week and so he's going to take that wing position. Um, so it'll be good to see him play from starting, um, see what he can do. And then the Dragons, pretty similar as well. Yeah, just basically changed. Um, Josh Kerr and Mark Molo are switched ones. Um, so coming on to as an 18th man. Anyway, yeah, they're both coming off a win from last week. I want to see see if they can see which one's going to be able to carry the momentum into this week. Um, Dragons, it was against the Titans, um, but still a pretty good win. Yeah, I think they'll both want to try and keep up the momentum and see if they can stay in that top position or who's going to fall down to the bottom. So we'll see. I think Brisbane looks so threatening just across the park. Last week, that combination of, like, it constantly was Carrigan, Haas, Reynolds. Yeah. It was just on fire. And, yeah, I guess I probably, like a lot of people, wrote the Dragons off pretty early, but I still don't back them. I think they're being deceitful. I think they're, gonna, <laughs> they're going to um, struggle this week. The Bronx are just, they're so strong. They're so impressive. I just, I get so excited. I never used to be excited watching Brisbane, but they're just, Herbie Farnworth, my gosh, all of them. Reese Walsh. Okay, well, Reese Walsh, yeah. As we touched on those eyebrows, mm, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> They've been playing some beautiful footy to start the year, and I, I was really taken aback by it. I think they've had a part, like their past few years has been a bit of a struggle, but I think this might be their year for the Broncos. But uh, I think the Dragons will definitely have something to say about that this weekend. I really liked what I saw from them to open their season. They were down and out really early on in the game, down 12 2, and they managed to claw their way back and really win comfortably in the end. So I guess don't write them off, but Brisbane for me should should win and keep that uh, undefeated streak going. Yeah, I'm actually tipping Broncos for this. <laughs> Although you can't really rule out the Dragons. Oh. I was pleasantly surprised. You know, it was great to see them playing at their potential. I know it was against the Titans, but, like, they look like they've really come together. They're playing good team football. Um, look, I didn't exactly say Dragons were going to be wooden spooners, but, um, you know, they might, be, they might be up around the eight. Um, if they keep going with the way they're playing. <laughs> now, the reason why I say that is because several of the other big teams that we've got at the moment, like there's injuries, there's all sorts going on. Yeah. They're still working out their rhythm. Dragons don't have that issue. So they might be the only team, maybe not the only team, but one of the teams who is sort of ready to go um, and, and not have to face those issues. I don't know. Am I wrong? Tell, no, tell no, me. that's a great point. Excellent point. Yeah, the, comp the competition as a whole just looks really open at the moment. 
I was just going to say, like, one thing, um, which happens every year, but I feel like there's just so many injuries this year, but the crazy thing about footy is looking at the team at the start of the year, you have to remember that's not going to be the same team at the end. Um, so really, if they can stay kind of around, it doesn't even have to be in the top eight, if they can stay off the bottom, basically, and then they survive without getting injuries, then they can sometimes easily slip into that top eight by just not being as hurt as everybody else by the yeah. time it comes around sometimes. Um, thank you for that. I think we'll all be um, watching the Broncos um, Dragons game very closely. Um, I know I will be. If only I was up in Brisbane, I'd definitely go. I'm still calling Broncos my top four team, by the way. Uh, Broncos versus Tigers is the next matchup. A bit of deja vu for the Tigers again on a Sunday afternoon, although they'll be playing at Balmore Park. Uh, we spoke a little bit about Cameron Seraldo last week and how the Bulldogs were looking to, you know, bring it for the storm and, you know, we were a bit unsure about it. Well, he's sticking to the same squad. Lachlan, give us your preview on the Bulldogs versus Tigers matchup. Yeah, three straight Sunday afternoon games in a row to start the season for the West Tigers. And uh, this will be their first home game of the season, going to the iconic Belmore sports ground. I think the Bulldogs will have the right to be a bit confident heading into this one. They really showed some great signs last week, especially after, like, I really doubted them after their first round performance. And then they just came out and really pumped the storm in that first half, um, even with that injury uh, crisis, I guess, at Melbourne, you could call it. They really showed what they could do. And I think it's really important for them to just carry that momentum into this game in front of some really passionate home fans. And if they can manage to do that, I think they could uh, really put a score on the Tigers, like uh, our first blowout of the season, I think, could be on this weekend because the Tigers were in round three now and... Yeah, they're showing nothing but the utter hopelessness. Uh, <laughs> nothing seems to be working for the moment. Obviously, rugby league changes on a weekly basis, so who knows what they'll serve up this weekend. But the dogs are looking uh, very strong coming into this week compared with the Tigers' performance that they're coming off of against the Knights. So I guess there's a, quite a bit of changes happening with the West Tigers, as, as, as is expected after their horrible performance last week. Charlie Staines is going to get a run at fullback in place of Dan Laurie. Stafford Toa will move into the NRL squad for his first game of 2023 for the Tigers with Tommy Talao out with that uh, head injury. That Law and Fenua Pole are back, uh, which are pretty some pretty big inclusions, in my opinion, for the Tigers. The news also out of last week is Isaiah Papali'i has been handed a one-match suspension, so he'll be watching from the sidelines. Uh, Jake Simpkin is unavailable for this week, so Brandon Wakem will get his first shot in the NRL in a Tigers jersey. He's been putting in some great performances for the Magpies, who are now two from two in reserve grade, with him playing at halfback. So I think he's definitely earned this this NRL jersey. I'm not sure how he'll be used off the bench as a half, but I guess we'll see on the weekend. But yeah, the Dogs haven't changed their 17 from last week that beat Melbourne. Canterbury are in a good position to really, I guess, stamp some authority on the competition. I never like to really put my faith in the Bulldogs. I don't know if the Tigers really have much to bring, to be honest. Wow. So, I don't know. I don't know if my eyes are deceiving me and the Bulldogs played really well last week or the Storm just made them look better, but don't know. Yeah, I wondered that as well. Um, like I, I was sort of looking at them side by side and I thought, well, you know, like Storm weren't playing at like full tilt 
because, you know, they were missing half of their best players. Um, the forward pack just didn't seem to want the ball. I watched Brooks run from sideline to sideline and not one person sort of stepped up, gave him any options. They sort of had no interest in what was even happening, like not even offering to step up. If the Dragons win last week, I reckon the Tigers are now winning spoon favourites. That's sad. I've still got the Dragons there, Lachlan, don't worry. (laughs) Thanks, Lachlan. All right, so the next game that we've got um, in the round, and it's actually the final one in the round, so that's Raiders versus Sharks. Um, It's happening down in Canberra. Uh, Ricky Stewart's starting his uh, 13, unchanged from round two. So they had the ball in their hands a lot more than the Dolphins, and yet they still suffered a, a loss in that round. Team that in attack and ball play speed, they're pretty much on par with everyone else. But, um, yeah, it just doesn't always translate into points for them. So fullback Sebastian um, Chris, he's a fit guy, so he notched up quite a few of the run metres last round, so they'll probably be relying on him this time too. Jamal Fogarty, he's got a pretty good boot on him, so um, I reckon we'll see some good um, good points come on him. Um, so the forward, you know, I think that was probably a little bit weak without... Um, uh, Murray also, I think he was nursing a broken hand. Trey Mooney is a new man on the bench in his place. We're still going to see for Canberra and missing Josh Papali'i. He's still out with that calf injury. And exactly being great without him, I'm not saying that he's, you know, that instrumental um, a player, but, you know, I'm just I'm sure they'll be feeling him um, missing there still. So when I have a look at the Sharks, look, off the win against the Eels last week, Braden Trindle at number seven, pretty effective. You know, he's um, been named in the squad. He's actually got an excellent, excellent conversion rate. So every single time he kicks, he scores two points, which is fantastic. In that matchup that had against the Eels, Mitchell Moses actually missed two kicks. Like those sorts of points really count. The Sharks, I feel, uh, even though they don't have Nico Hines, you know, he's out, um, you know, still sidelined with that calf injury. Um, Jack Williams returns, so he's been cleared following that head knock, uh, and that means uh, Connor Tracy ends up moving to the 18th man. Look, William Kennedy um, for the Sharks is kind of a standout, um, I've always found. He gets, you know, excellent metres in there. You know, he makes those line breaks. Scored several tries last round. You know, my call is that it will likely be the Sharks that will win this. I know it's in um, Canberra, and, you know, the Raiders are probably getting really pumped about getting a home win, but I, I just don't think they're getting it together as well as the Sharks are for a victory here. Yeah, same. I'm going to go the Sharks. I think they were strong against Para. I'm real. I'm a huge fan of Braden Trindle. Like to be replacing someone like Nico Hines and stepping up the way he has. I would be interested to see where he actually slots in once Nico returns, because Matt Moylan's been relatively quiet. Could we shift Braden Trindle to the six? I don't know. It's he's such a key player for them, and like you said, Lane, the conversion rates at the minute. That's what's been getting them over the line. And, yeah, I'm a big fan, big fan. I rate him a lot. So, yeah, I've got the Sharks, definitely. Yeah, I think I've got the Sharks too. I think last week's game might have taken a bit out of them. It was very uh, high-paced, a bit hectic hectic at times. Um, if they can back back that up, yeah, they can beat Canberra away in Canberra. Um, I'm also thinking Sharks, but... I've swapped that a few times, so <laughs> um, I'm not too, I'm not that convinced, but I'm going to go them. There you have it, guys. That is our episode. Thank you, Gabby, Emma, and Lachlan. That's our panel and our show for this week. Thanks for tuning in and hope you can tune in regularly. Don't forget to subscribe, download our episodes, and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. 
You can find details about our hosts on our website at mojosports.com.au with their social media handles. Until next episode, please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other.